Hi, and welcome to the first episode of The Magic Circuit. I'm Mia. And I'm Ben. And thanks for joining us. This is the very first episode of our very first, well, my very first um, podcast. I know Ben, well, yeah, you you do things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other people might know me around the internet, especially the Our Anime podcast, as either Sinris or Metal Rain. Uh, I have long been that podcast, even before I became a member there, resident uh, type moon wizard as <laughs> someone on there. I think it was Taylor referred to me, but yeah. I'm <laughs> branching out to do that on my own time now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> type moon wizard. I mean, oh, what's the fucking, what's the, the, the rank in the clock tower? It's not, not Lord, but what's the one? Grand? Grand, yeah. Grand. What's my noble color? Oh, God. I don't... Uh, uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're diving in right in the deep end. We're diving right in the deep end. Oh, God. Um, I uh, am a spiritual totally hacker. not on the Type Moon Wiki looking up the noble color system. Uh, oh, no, that's just for Mystic Eyes. The, um... Oh, the noble colors is just Mystic... They've got <sighs> some a... other colors thing that are not actually related but are called basically the same thing. Yeah, it's the thing. It's like why Toko is red and stuff. And Alco is blue, yeah. Right. And Alco is blue and blah, blah, blah. They really probably just did that so they could riff off of their names. Yes. Um, Whatever. <laughs> Fucking, you go. You do, you, Nasu. But yeah, anyway, so the as you can see, we, we're just people who know a lot about Type Moon lore. Um, and we just have these kinds of conversations like on the regular with one another. And we decided that it was... Uh, kind of a while ago i guess it, it was probably yeah, it was a long over... time ago we first started talking about doing this yeah maybe like over a year ago um that we first started talking about like actually doing a podcast and we've recorded kind of like a proto episode which might go up somewhere eventually um and we're also writing a fate fan fiction together oh you're gonna mention that now it's in the episode oh it's the... so now it has to be real it has to be real. You're right. That's true. Yes, we are also writing a very long, extensive fate fan fiction that doesn't actually have a title and has no release date or anything. <laughs> um, that, oh god, how do I describe that mess? Um, well, we've written like over a hundred pages of it, so it is real in some form, even that's if true. we okay, don't have is, like concrete details to lay down. That's true, and and we've commissioned people to do art for it, so we've spent money on it, which <laughs> yeah. means it's real. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot, and it's something that I definitely really like and care a lot about, but uh, just, like, haven't had the energy to put stuff into. Uh, I feel like it kind of started out of, like, a desire of, well, okay, it was something that I started way back in high school, and then it was kind of something that, like, I feel like kind of grew out of, like, what did we want to see? in like a fate thing mm -hmm. um just because there's at least that's that's how i felt like i was approaching like the character design aspect of it is just what are all of the cool things that like type moon used to do that they don't do anymore um what are all of those wacky things that i found on the wiki when i was 15 and was like wow this is pretty cool but it's not in fate so where the heck is it from oh what's Tsukihime? oh god Right, and I think this is a good stepping off point to the kind of stuff that we will probably want to talk about on this podcast that I feel like 
is worth talking about but isn't really mentioned very much, which is more the state of Type Moon as a company and the Naziverse as a franchise in a more macro sense. Um, yes. Where it's come from, where it's going, and just kind of analysis, not necessarily of characters, although, or like direct themes, although I'm sure we'll do that too, but yeah. how the whole thing fits together and why the world building works as well as it does and that kind of like real gritty nerdy shit yeah we're we're diving deep for this podcast chances are it'll probably just be a lot of us talking like oh what do you think about the new servant what do you think about like this or that detail in this story chapter because uh, like Tsukihime remake never let's be real and yep. melty 2 won't happen until they get that shit sorted out so we're probably going to be like just on the fate train for a while but we'll probably talk about like Karna Kyokai is something that is like near and dear to both of our hearts. And anyway, the way that Cosmos and the Lost Belt is going, there pretty much is no line between Fate and the rest of the Nasuverse anymore. That is very true. And is a great segue into what we wanted to talk about. Oh, in hold this on. Episode. I'm going to ruin your segue real quick. No, uh, damn it. <laughs> just I tried to mention so that. <laughs> just to mention that because we both know so much about such uh, different parts of the entire franchise that we're not we're just going to like riff off of whatever comes to our heads including uh major spoilers for the whole series ah and everything in it um yes that is so well maybe we'll try to like do our best to give a heads up that we're about to like spoil something major um but if you're worried about that then this is uh something that you should maybe not uh, throw yourself head into yeah and i kind of feel like as for instance like as new lost belts come out we'll probably be doing an episode either like when it drops when maybe after we finished playing it i don't really know how that will pan out because like i god mm-hmm. knows when lost belt 4 is going to come out um but i literally just lost my train of thought what were we talking about we were talking about spoilers oh yeah um chances are we're probably just gonna like say shit and um yeah i i'll probably put if this is gonna be on youtube or if it's gonna be on apple podcast where do where do podcasts go we have to figure that out yeah we do have the time between when recording this and when we upload it somewhere if you're listening to this now it means we figured it out so yes (laughs) that's a very good point (laughs) i'll put it in some description somewhere probably saying like yeah spoilers for like for instance this episode lost belt three uh not really christmas because there's only two chapters of christmas out and whatever two two yeah two yeah god fucking whatever we'll get to christmas at some point i feel like we may as well do you want to start with like post lost belt three yeah so now that i killed your perfect segue into lost belt three let's just drop ourselves in there just sliced clean through the the death line <laughs> absolutely destroyed my segue all right so where do we want to start do we want to start plot or new servants or what oh that's a good question um i still oh yeah i guess also a good disclaimer um i took three years of japanese in college uh my friends jokingly called it weeb redemption class which i <laughs> definitely agreed with for a long time and then kind of started feeling iffy about it and then stopped taking it like my junior year uh but 
it does mean that I can read something, so I will be doing some like jank bad translating. I'm no expert, mind you. I'm not Japanese in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but I I do have some deets and can like read some things. And your um, tiny amount of Japanese translation skills makes you one of the foremost experts on Mahotsukai no Yoru in the Western <laughs> world. That's true. I did translate chapter shit. It's been too long actually. I don't remember which chapter it was. The chapter after the chapter that McJohn, yes, McJohn on Beastlayer translated. Uh, it hasn't gone up anywhere because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> it's, it's definitely like in my, oh, it must be in my old laptop still that I'll have to dig up. But yes, I am. I, I guess I'm a Mahoyo expert because I have read because more Because you're Mahoyo one than... of like 10 people in the Western world who's read any of it. Any, yeah, that's also true. Yeah. So I, just disclaimer. So I, yeah, from what I, I don't actually know a lot of the plot details of lost belt three i know the vague sort of structures of it i know what i'm angry about which is that like i was actually talking with oh god who was it someone i was talking with twitter user motto uh at motto cactus oh god shout out to motto cactus i think that's her uh i think that's her art twitter uh, on a Discord server, went together. Um, she's like an artist. She's really cool. You should check out her Twitter. I think I think it was us. I think we were talking. If not, in shoutouts for whatever, because you're cool and I like your art. <laughs> uh, we were talking about concert use whole deal, um, and I was kind of, I was pretty, I was feeling pretty butt mad about the whole like. Hinako concert consort you thing just because I really wanted her character to be really cool and have a lot of layers but from what I've gathered it seems like she's less concerned with the whole like Caldea lost belt fighting shtick and just wanted to summon Shang Yu so they could be together again something something what well, I don't tragic you think that's like story. a bad thing hmm you think that's a bad thing um like what about that makes it's, you butt mad i don't know if it's like an awful thing but it just feels a little boring i guess it just feels like really like hammy tragic um well yeah i and, mean it i mean is it's type moon like Urubuchi. i know i it's i mean it's also Urubuchi. i don't know hammy tragic is his whole thing it's true i guess it just felt like a lot uh because it just kind of felt like her like plot axis revolved around that desire um that was her main motivation for doing things <laughs> i just feel like it kind of makes her more flat uh but as motto pointed out like she was saying like if you look up stuff on concert you there's really not much else that's like recorded about her other than her relationship with shang yu so to be fair, like to to give Urubuchi some credit, that is sort of the basis. There wasn't for much there her. in the first place, right? That is like the basis for her as a historical figure. And I guess if you want to argue, like you know, the reason that she got into the throne of heroes because you can summon her, uh, you know, that's like her big her big deal, right? 
Uh, eh, yeah, I guess. I as I suppose, like, if you question like her existence as a servant, then that is pretty weird and not amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. But as as a character, so like maybe concert view isn't amazing. But I think I definitely appreciate uh, Hinako Akuda as mm-hmm. a character. Um, if not because she's like super interesting on her own, but because I think that uh, it it was a really good way to kind of diversify the motivations of the cryptors. Because, um, you know, if we're going That's to be fair. fighting seven of these guys, then you don't want them all to be the same person. And Yes, that is very true. Obviously, they've given them all very different personalities that's come through really well in all of the scenes where they're having like their conference calls all of which are really good scenes i love Uh, the group conference call scenes they're so funny but not only did they manage to give them like good personalities that play well off of each other it seems like they all have really different and diverse motivations which is a much harder thing to do well but they've definitely uh knocked out of the park as far as we've seen so far definitely and I really do, that's true. I do have to appreciate Hinako as, like, if I'm looking at Hinako f- as a mage rather than as a mage's mage, whatever. I, I kind of, disclaimer, I don't like saying mages. I don't know why. It just feels weird to come out of my mouth. So I usually call people who do magecraft in the Typhoon universe mages just because it's, I don't know. That's my thing. But... I feel like looking at Hinako from, like, as a mage, I think that that is really cool. Especially just because we've been in FGO hell for so long and just, like, servant, 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 servant. It's been... The cryptos are a really nice breath of fresh air. Oh, yeah. uh, As someone who's really invested in, like, the way that the different styles of magecraft that all the mages in type moon series usually get even if they're not the most fleshed out always like i don't do you like what the fuck does uh, no never mind i was gonna say what the fuck does toko do but then i was like oh she like oh. does puppets <laughs> yeah um, she, she's a puppet user <laughs> she's a puppet user like everyone else in the type yes. moon universe everybody who matters. in the type moon universe is either like an unspecified vague mage or uses puppets yeah, that's definitely something that we figured out a while ago, and unfortunately <laughs> continues to be true. Or they have mystic eyes. Or they have mystic uh, eyes, yes. And then, like, don't do any other magic except for using their mystic eyes, which are usually broken OP. See, uh, Ophelia. Yep. Who was super sick, and I'm glad they brought back mystic eyes, because mystic eyes are dope as fuck. Uh, mystic eyes never really went a- away, but she's the first non-servant character to have mystic eyes in a long time. Okay true true since uh actually i i think since Ilya, like way back in fate's day night no am i forgetting someone because mahoyo came out after stay night and toko has the 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 infinite mystic eyes well yeah but the toko was introduced in car no kill guy which is from so she's not a new character in mahoyo Okay, that's true. But they are new Mystic Eyes. That's true, yes. Old Toko, as we knew her in, like, Karno Kyokai era, did not do the stupid... Infinite uh, Mystic Eyes reflecting upon themselves. Yeah. Also, I guess since I people probably... Not many people <laughs> listening to this will know this. Something that I learned 
from reading stuff on Mahoyo is that Toko Aozaki has the Mystic Eyes of Binding, um, which she just never uses in Karuna Kyokai, so they probably just, like, fucking slap that in there later. Um, but she did some stupid bullshit where she implanted either, I can't remember if it was, like, just a mirror type thing or, like, literally fake Mystic Eyes inside her Mystic Eyes pointed at each other. So they just, like, do the stupid, like, Hall of Mirrors thing where they just reflect forever. And somehow that gives her unlimited Mystic Eyes so she can just bind her opponent forever. Uh, uh, no, here, here it is. Uh, I just found it on the wiki. It's oh, not good, Mystic Eyes of Binding. She has the Mystic Eyes of Enchantment. Enchantment, thank you. Uh, and sh- then she created a new set of Mystic Eyes of Enchantment inside her eyes, so they reflect <laughs> off of each other like mirrors. As a result, she has essentially an infinite number of Mystic Eyes of Enchantment to indefinitely bind the opponent. I'm shaking my head. And then she invented the Mystic Eye Killers, which are a big thing in uh, Tsukihime. They're the glasses that uh, Shiki Tono wears. Uh, True, in order yeah. to suppress the effects of her own mystic eyes. Because <laughs> she was tired of infinitely freezing people all the <laughs> yes. time. Also, as a fun note, uh, it says here, Toko poured an obscene amount of money into constructing Ryogi Shiki's mystic eye killers, but Shiki shoved them back saying, why should I do it to please you? <laughs> <laughs> I love Shiki. Yes. Ryogi. Which is especially Astros. great when you consider that the entire reason... Uh, that Shiki and Toko met each other in the first place was because Shiki was trying to, like, stab out her own eyes to get away from her mystic eyes, and then Toko taught her to control them. Oh, right, because that is why Toko shows up at the fucking hospital, hospital, like, post-coma. Yeah. So, Ryogi Shiki, the world's biggest ingrate. (laughs) Definitely the world's biggest ingrate, but also the world's sickest ingrate, because doesn't she just, like, figure out how to turn off her mystic eyes like on her own i remember no, reading no, something to- about... toko teaches her okay okay isn't it something about like unfocusing her eyes uh i don't remember the exact details of it oh god uh focus or maybe she does <laughs> figure that out on her own and toko um like teaches her just kind of gets her to uh not want to just like stop being a person after losing the male half of yourself ah uh, yes shiki yes. <laughs> yes capital shiki capital capital shiki or shiki and shiki yes yeah okay i can't find it on the wiki brief look um we were totally talking about something else before we just veered off in a car well, we were on concert you so let's let's swing back around to other lost belt three servants Oh, sure, yeah. We can yeah. just talk servants now. That's cool. Uh, uh, so my favorite servant of the chapter is Landling. I was about to say, pretty boy who you have an NP3. Yes. Fucking, that boy loves you. Who I got an NP3 in 20 tickets. So fucking ass-blasted. You did I get him finally, eventually, didn't you? I did get him eventually, but only after, like, lots of frustration. <laughs> also, like, burning the rest of my tickets, stuff like that. Yeah, I'll be honest, I don't really know much about what his deal is. Uh, I just like his design a lot, and like his kit even more. His kit's really good. So he's my boy. It's weird because he has a chance, the chance-based buff, because his arts buff is, I think, 60% chance. Yep. uh, Is it, I think it's it's always an arts buff, but 60% 
crit and stargen. Just said crit and stargen. Yeah. Yeah, which I I feel like does actually miss. It has missed for me. But then he has his second skill, which gives the like Aussie effect of yeah, increasing everyone's buff success or rate. The, the targeted servants buff uh, success rate. Although uh, that, well, like, I know this is just negative confirmation bias. I feel like when I use that on someone, it never actually improves it. Like, it, in fact, it guarantees that they will not get the critical buffs. Yes, that I've is 100% true. I've had incredibly bad luck with that. Really? Even though you have that skill at 10, don't you? Uh, The second I one. I think so. Uh, yeah, no. he's at 8, 10, 10. I remember seeing oh, him on your 8, support. 10, 10? I don't know. Yeah, I, I fucking took a screen cap of your support and sent it to Yuri, and I was like, Yuri, look at the... Yuri is one of my closest friends uh, at, at viewers. Yeah, I sent it to <laughs> Yuri, and I was like, look at Ben's boys. <laughs> look, at how, look at how strong they've grown. <laughs> and sent him your uh, whatever. You have like a, a block of like five boys in your support list. Do that's I, like... Uh, it's, I it's, do like my boys. Flanling, Tristan... Uh, who's in your Lancer slot? It would either be uh, Finn. Karna Finn. or Finn. Yeah. Yeah, Finn. It might have been Karna then. I don't remember. And then Achilles. Then Achilles. Merlin? And then, yeah, Merlin's my only caster boy. So, must have been yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So, you had that string of boys. Yuri was like, wow, I'm so proud. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Landling is really on... cool. I, I really appreciate um that he's... There have been there have been a number of servants in the series, and also this is a common theme just across like media in general throughout history of like the person whose power is that they're just like so fucking hot, <laughs> but that he's a person who's so fucking hot, but the effect of that isn't just like everybody wants to fuck him, like Dearmid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. it, is there someone else who has this aspect to them? I mean, like, other than just the the general effect well, that like many Type Moon characters, the, or many servants especially, have on other characters. Uh, what What's their name? Um, Chevalier Deon has looks of loveliness. I'm pretty sure True. someone else does, too. Oh, someone else does have looks of loveliness, I think. But I'm actually not sure about that. Yeah, but it's true. No, it is nice that it's actually, like, a curse instead of just you're so hot that it makes everyone think you're really hot <laughs> right. wow revolutionary <laughs> yeah according to the 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 wikipedia article on uh gao chongong is very sparse mostly it also just says that he was really pretty uh and so he wore a mask because he wanted to look scarier right and that's kind of that's the main thing i'm i'm getting from this and his character design is really cool he is really cool. You can't also use shout him out to his first skill. We didn't talk about his first skill, which is really dope. Like, oh yeah, just invincibility with charisma. It's just yeah, awesome. like worse Achilles skill, but that means it's still really good. I think it's better than Achilles skill because Achilles, Achilles has the same. Achilles's second skill is the same invincibility. I think it's also two times over three turns, uh, but it also increases his defense. Which I get when you combo that with his taunt, like. The taunt, so you taunt and then you block the first two hits, and then the third one gets like the defense buff. Right. Um, but I definitely think charisma is preferable to that defense. Yeah, I would definitely say in day to day, and also since Achilles isn't 
really a tank. That just kind of gives him yeah. tanky aspects. Uh, also, he's two times five turns. Two times five turns, okay. And I... Yeah, but if you're using that in coordination with his taunt, which you probably are, then it doesn't even fucking matter. Right, exactly. Uh, yes, so... Lanling's is two times three turns. Achilles is two times over five turns. So Achilles is marginally better, but regardless, they both are awful compared to uh, Marie's stupid skill. <laughs> well, Marie's stupid skill is just protection from arrows, but better because it's invincibility. And, and it heals her arrows... for turn. It does? Yes, it does. I it heals her for five turns. Wow, it's too bad nothing else about Marie is good. <laughs> wah, wah. Sorry, Marie fans. <laughs> no, there is one good thing about Marie, and it's people who ship her with Jean. I stand by that. That's okay. It's fine. I mean, Jean is fine. Yeah, Jean is fine. Jean is fine. I just have we're, a hard time sh- like, really caring about anything related to Jean. That's fair. Her, her and Marie is kind of cute. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a horrible shipping monster, but it, they're they're cute. They're cute. Oh, the other good thing about Marie is uh, bad translation memes. What's up, homies? Oh, the what's up, my homies? Yeah. Yeah, true. No, that's pretty sick. I don't know. That takes guts. I, I respect that. That's definitely a sick translation. That, <laughs> while it is definitely hysterical, uh, is still also really sick. Does Summer Marie have a better version of... Oh, no, she has a worse one. Fuck him. Whatever. <laughs> what it's it, it's oh it's beautiful princess c okay i was looking at it and i was like why why is this worse i thought it was a plus but it's just a and it just says c <laughs> speaking of parentheses noun parentheses yeah uh all of red hair's skills <laughs> do you know them oh they all just have the the horse parentheses yeah long distance dash parentheses horse close parentheses all martial arts parentheses horse close parentheses combat mobility horse shout out to the horsey boy yo red hair i definitely (laughs) what what did you call it like a centaur tar (laughs) who said that was it you that wasn't me (laughs) but but i do appreciate it I can't remember where that came from. He's just like a he's just, he's just a buff horse with arms. I don't understand who. I, I love red hair. He seems pretty sick in the chapter. I didn't read a lot of his dialogue because uh, I mostly well, was in it for the sweet, sweet titty vampire and the pretty boy. What was um? It was a tweet that you read to me that it was something about like Nasu slowly turning up the horse style. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like, like he gets the Kiron, the crowd cheers. He turns it a little bit further, gets to, uh, um, what's his name? The Berserker. Shang Yu? Yeah, Shang Yu. Everyone cheers. So he, like, cranks it all the way up and gets the red hair. Looks out <laughs> nervously across the crowd. Yep, yep. Tries to turn it back, but it's too late. A man screams. The game's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely the most unexpected design also i guess i hadn't even thought about that that we got two two horses in one chapter yeah there's a lot of horses this chapter i'm all right with that well his third ascension he's just like on fire have you I seen just this? saw that too yeah he's fucking sick oh my god also red shout hair. outs to red hair for being the uh the first female to male gender bend in the whole series yes you did tell me that if and you I actually to count incredibly... it that way because like red hair's actual gender 
was not known, uh, but is sometimes predict- depicted in Chinese media as being a female horse. Okay, fair. That's definitely more but, grounds yeah. than... Or, how can I say this? If... If Dayon being a, like, quote, like, cross-dressing spy slash probably trans woman uh, is grounds for just making Dayon a huge, like, gender then I think having some depictions of red hair as female and just making the horse, a buff horseman is... (laughs) That's that's real. <laughs> that's real. I'm you know I'm fine. We got the buff horse man. He looks sick in the commercial too. You saw the full commercial, right? Yes. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, cool. it's like him and Mashu like jet boots running against Chang Yu. God. Yeah, I actually have not looked at a uh, red hair scales until now, but he actually they're not looks... amazing, right? I don't know. Oh, that's a chance buff. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, he looks fine. It's long, long distance dash horse ex gives him like thirty percent. Yeah, thirty percent quick effectiveness at level ten and fifty percent star gen up. Both of them are three times five turns. So that's like fine. Uh, all martial arts horse is a chance buff, either giving him crit star gather rate, which he's a rider, so whatever. Probably he's already good at that. Yeah. Pierce Invincible, it's pretty good, and gives him evade for a turn. Uh, then combat mobility gives him crit strength up, and that's thirty percent at ten. Um, and then attack, twenty percent at ten. So I don't know. Red hair kind of looks like he he kind of right. slaps. No, but but listen, if my NP five Finn McCool has taught me anything, it's that having <laughs> a, it's that having a chance based dodge skill is not a good thing. <laughs> Okay. Especially because Red Hair, <laughs> unlike Finn McCool, Red Hair confirmed worse than Finn McCool because when you level all of Finn's skills to 10, as I have, then he gets a 100% chance to dodge. Uh, but at level 10... Oh, do you? I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, so oh, his, third sk- his second skill actually becomes really fucking good. Aside from that's... the fact that its cooldown is like 12 turns, uh, you get an entire turn of taunt and dodge. Which is excellent and has won me many a challenge quest but uh yeah that's really good but red hair uh only has an 80 percent chance to dodge at level 10 get fucked <laughs> yep. worse than finn mccool confirmed worse than finn mccool confirmed but i'm also it? really glad that you managed to slip you having the also note viewers grailed to level 90 np5 maxed skills finn mccool it wasn't even on purpose it wasn't even on purpose, but I made you sign the blood oath. <laughs> yes, that if I got a fifth Finn McCool, then I would grail him and max out his skills, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then you did, which I knew would happen eventually. <laughs> I'm really surprised you never made anything like that with me, although, to be fair, I don't really have the curse of getting, like, bad servants. I just generally have pretty good luck. I got, I've got, i gotten definitely, Also, like, you never castles. have grails, so, like, I can't. Also fair. I definitely am guilty of burning all of my grails immediately uh, because I'm like, I don't know, horny for X character, basically. And have no self-control. And have no self-control. Yeah, Ben and I are definitely like yin and yang or whatever. Fucking this man and his absolute uh, self-control EX. 
I'm at Whereas, 790 quarts. And I'm sitting at a sweet 140 right now. Oh, that much. Which, which is pretty good for me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you rolled no so tickets. much for, for Concert U. I would have thought that you ran out. You know... I would have thought that too, but no. I actually, I'd saved up like a fair amount at that point, and I was like, I'm fucking going in. I don't give a shit. And I got I got one Hinako. I was definitely like, do I go further? No. I have to have some self-control. Well, then you did go further and got, what, your third Anastasia? Oh, you're right! <laughs> I did! Yeah, that was good. Yeah, shoutouts to NP3 Anastasia. Who... Oh, speaking of that banner, though, you also got Shi Huang Di, didn't you? I did get Shi Huang Di. Speaking of Shi Huang Di, that beautiful Mothman motherfucker. How do you feel about him? Uh, I feel that I don't have enough skill gems to level any of his skills. <laughs> okay. Um, I think he's really sick. His skills, from what I gathered, I haven't looked at them in depth, but from what I remember reading, his skills and his NP, his NP, I'm pretty sure, just gives him, like, attack crit damage taunt invincibility and star absorption for i don't know about the invincibility and the taunt i think that might be one turn but all the attack buffs that it gives i think are for three turns uh, so he basically just yes, becomes like confirm. looking at it right now he basically just becomes like arts jolter yeah more even more than actually there's Yo, not really level one jolter. with no overcharge he gets 50 percent crit damage and 50 percent attack for three turns are you 50 yep Dude, it's nuts! Oh my god! For th- Crit damage turns? goes up with NP level, attack goes up with overcharge. Oh, oh god. Okay, well, I'll level him when I can. Uh, <laughs> presumably after I've, I don't know, after my hands have fallen off from grinding Christmas, uh, and I have like 2,500 four-star embers, I'll have leveled him. I am planning on going hard in this Christmas event, by the way, because... Is that our cue to segue into Christmas, or do we have more Lost Belt 3 we want to talk about? Oh, that's true. Um, It does feel like our cue to segue into Christmas. Do you want to... We never talked about the plot of Lost Belt 3, but I guess that's... I think we can, we, don't... we can save like the plot of the Lost Belts for another time. Because there's okay, that... a lot to talk about with like the plot and everything that's, that's being hinted. All the stuff with Xion, all the stuff with... Yeah. The crystals, kind of all of the hinting about what's going to happen and Kristarius lost out. Yeah, all that. Yes, that's fair. Right. Oh, yeah, there is a lot of that. So, yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, What else is there? Oh, uh, 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 Chin Liangyu. Uh, oh, yeah. She's cool. I like her. She's cute. She's cute. She has, she suffers from a, a, a non-terminal case of vacuum titty. Uh, <laughs> That that suit is definitely a, a way very too mild tight on you, case girl. of vacuum I love titty. You, but... hmm? A very mild case of vacuum titty. I don't know if I would say very mild, but she definitely is not the worst offender. Uh, she definitely gets a lot worse in her final ascension, but yes. her her final art is actually or her final art rather, but her final art is is actually pretty cute. Well, add her the... to the ever growing list of female characters whose boobs just like grow three sizes in their final art. Yeah, and it's it's not her pose isn't even weird in a way that could accentuate them more than maybe some of those other characters can. It just she just look just they get so look. I love you, girl, but you just babe, <laughs> come on. Well, you know who the worst defender on that front is, right? 
Uh, Lancer Arturia? Nidacris. Regular Nidacris? Yes. Have you seen I'm her only thinking. Art? I can only remember the, the ridiculous ass shot in, uh, in the, summer? the summer one. Yeah, I... No, go look up. You know, Nido's cute. I I understand that they're giving the people what they think they want, and I am guilty as charged in that I like Summer Nido's art. Uh, I have not actually. I I definitely have. Oh, it's the oh, it's the awful underboob one. Yes. Yeah. Where she yeah, has this... like little boob in her first three arts, and then in her fourth, they're huge. Yeah. They're unbelievable. She definitely suffers also a, a non a non fatal case of anime girl spine. <laughs> yeah. In that I don't. No, that's actually not that. That's not that difficult to post. Okay, I take that back. Right. I, this, I could do that, that if that I got drives, it. This is tangential, but it's something that drives me absolutely up the wall crazy. Is yeah. when uh, fan artists, or even not not even just fan artists, because it's clearly guilty in uh, official art here too. But when mm-hmm. artists draw a character with proportions that are way too big for what they're actually supposed to be yeah like if i I I see one more like big titty rin fan art then i'm gonna scream yeah i understand i really the only answer i have for you there is that people are horny and they're valid for being horny but it's still okay the people aren't always valid for being horny (laughs) they're they're usually valid i i respect you people who are horny i've been there i'm there all the time i understand you <laughs> but mostly think... i'm referring to like underage characters like go away oh, but well, yeah. Every, yeah, right. everyone who you're allowed to be horny for i i don't know i don't understand people yeah like big titty rin i don't totally understand i just i've people seen can do what they like want like big titty but... shiki fan art that makes me like want oh. to hunt down whoever drew it and take away their pens <laughs> Oh, Titty Ryogi. Oh. It's bad. <laughs> I'm not trying to shit on your lives, fan artists, but please. But please, how dare you? Please respect Ryogi Shiki. She's had a hard life. <laughs> She's also killed many people. <laughs> She's definitely not valid, but we do love well, her. No, she hasn't killed anybody. Or, well, no, she does. She does eventually kill one person. But that's the only one. Because, uh,. Arya doesn't count. Why does Arya not count? Because he... he was, like, not really alive. Oh, okay, that's true. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, fair. That is fair. But she does kill Leo? Yes. Right? Okay. That's the only person she's ever killed. That is funny. I hadn't Ryoki thought about that. Ryoki Shiki did nothing wrong. <laughs> Shoutouts to Binkia for putting up with all of... <laughs> Shiggy's bullshit. Okay. Anyway, back to back to Chin Liu. Oh I yeah. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I okay. did want to ask you a question. Uh, yes. Which is Chin Liangyu, ga- purely yes. gameplay wise. Uh, yes. Chin Liangyu or Hosuin Inshin. Oh. Okay. Um. I have thought about this. My take is that I think if you grail your Hosuin this beautiful bald man, mm-hmm. he's probably more worth using if you're just going for stupid damage numbers because he can just do his dumb, like, stacking bullshit. I've also found that even... I, I have been running Chin Yu with... um Oh, no, what's it called? Anniversary Party, I think? 
It's is the, that the one four star with... craft essence with Merlin and Arturia on it. Oh, I don't know that one. I uh, I don't know if it's called Anniversary Party. Um, it's got star absorption at limit broken, uh, max limit broken. It's got star absorption up four hundred percent and fifteen percent NP gen up. Oh, that's good. That yes. seems like exactly what she wants. Yes, uh, I've been running her with that and also formal craft and. With both, if you do an Arts Brave chain, even with crits, maybe with Formal Craft I did, but I think with Formal Craft and her Arts buff, she gets to like 80 or 90% charge. Um, wow. And not 100. That's pretty good. Uh, which is good. No, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But it's not but it's engine not levels of stupid like it's jerking off interior level phantasm like engine can yeah. yeah 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 definitely still a very good character in her own right but not quite as broken dumb spammy um but i think that's also kind of fine because she has her third skill is like worse thrice setting sun which means it's still a really good skill yes now i haven't used her on any difficult content yet so i can't really say for sure um, uh-huh. I definitely was not a believer in the like side effects on her noble phantasm. Like when she gets crit, heal your party. I didn't think that was going to be real at all. Um, oh yeah, but it's real. But then, but then I just like on a lark decided to try out some team comps with her when I was doing the free quests for mm-hmm. the lost belt, and that shit mm-hmm. like actually comes in really handy. It's actually super duper useful. I think for challenge quests, she's gonna be really really sick and. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to breaking her out the next time we have to punch an archer in the face. So I started uh, out thinking that she was, like, just discount Inshun for if you don't have enough grails. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe she can hold her own against him. I think that Inshun... I feel like if you grail your Inshun to 80 or 90, probably 90, he can consistently outdamage her because of his just because he gets crit damage mm-hmm. unless you put the the gay babylonians craft essence on her <laughs> she doesn't get what's it called talk talk on the talk hot on the sands. hot sands yeah talk on the hot sands or whatever that one wiki decided to change it to um the the thing that had all those characters with accents in it that you like couldn't search if oh, you were just right, on yeah. like a standard english keyword i don't remember what the name was but unless you're using talk on the hot sands with her or maybe some other crit-based craft essence, she can't get ridiculous damaged numbers from, like, crits. Um, if you can stack her NP enough. Because um, she she is getting, at level 1, 30% attack up per NP. That does add up. And you're probably running her with waiver. <laughs> Tamamo too, maybe. Maybe. Uh, minimum waiver. I I run her with Anderson because yeah, I have a grail on the Anderson level one hundred max skills. That's that's my like, <laughs> that's my cool my cool character. I I run her with Anderson. It gives her enough stars. She can do pretty solid damage. Um, but it takes her a little bit to get going. I feel like if I max out her first skill, which is the the quick arts, yeah, the buff crit damage split move. She'll probably do a lot of damage, but right now, Inshin feels more broken. Uh, 
it might also just be kind of a kind of kind of like that thing we were talking about where it's like if you're gonna play samus in smash ultimate you should just play dark samus because dark samus looks way cooler and they're both it bad. might be kind of the like yeah. i'm using a three star i'm not gonna do any damage oh my god 30k on a crit Ooh. <laughs> it feels like really good right uh so it could just be that i'm that i kind of feel that way about Inshin, and that i don't feel that much about about her because she's a four star and so i expect her to be more broken i think what it probably comes down to is that she has a lot more defensive utility than inshin does um and that's definitely my problem with inshin at first i didn't believe that her defensive utility was actually going to be useful um Uh but after using her for a bit it seems like it might be so i'm i could be a believer i think it i think it is uh i think it definitely is if her okay uh her third skill which is called defeating thieves which i didn't know which is actually a really sick skill name defeating thieves b mm-hmm. if you've got tamamo that at level i've got her at level six i'm assuming most people will have her somewhere between one and six ten turns base uh so then nine turns at six if you've got Tamamo and you're you're popping off, you can probably make good use of that if you're like really hurting. Um and if you're getting slapped enough that you need to be reapplying the gut skill, uh that that healing on crit damage is probably also going to be doing some work for your other party members, if not her. Right. Right. So That's I, true. I feel like I feel like she's gonna be I feel like we're gonna see her at her fullest potential at whenever we have another challenge quest that is an archer probably is is when we're gonna see her be really really sick i think she's kind of like maybe the sickest servant to come out of this lost belt uh that's tough there are a lot of like really sick servants well i guess i guess there are like three servants with really sick gameplay designs which is yeah her lanling and huangdi but Oh, Huangdi. I we were literally just talking about him, and I forgot about him. That's true. Huangdi is probably better than her, but Huangdi also has more of a niche being a ruler. Yeah. Uh, I'm really partial to Landling, uh, not just because I love him, but uh, also because <laughs> he's beautiful. <laughs> because I think the game definitely needs more dedicated supports that aren't casters. Yes, and I will 100%. eat up as many of those as I can get. Definitely, definitely. And also, and I really a, love arts pretty teams. Good so, arts crit teams are my favorite. Arts crit teams are definitely... Also, I mean, just arts is really good right now. And... Yeah, also, like, speaking of... Her... And, or him and Jim Yangyu together? Probably yeah, really good. Probably really good. Although, probably then really you get good. into the issue of, like, you're using her against archers, and archers will... Oh, slap terrors. That's yeah, true. Right. That's true. That is true. You were right. Yeah, I'd say it's probably like uh Shi Huangdi is really good, but he's also really good in like the the like broken good. Uh cuz I think all of his skills are basically just better versions of skills that already exist. Um which just makes him kind of like boring good uh gameplay-wise. All yeah, you Mothman fuckers out there, if you want to fuck him, that's that's your agenda. <laughs> he's very pretty. I, well, they can't I respect he, he has no dog. Did, did like, you not hear oh, about sex this? useless. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he removed man. all of the flesh from his body. Oh, was that canon? 
I think I'm pretty sure that's it. He's just like actually made out of mercury now. You can't see my face, but my mouth just went really wide. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent certain that that's true. Uh, okay. I know that he has no penis. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he removed, like, he removed it himself as part of his, like, immortality process. Uh, oh, okay. But I'm pretty That's sure that he replaced it and everything else on his body with Mercury. That's rad as fuck. Mothman. Pretty fucking dope. Oh my god, his third skill clears debuffs? What? His third skill increases his NP gauge by 50 at level 10, heals him for 3,000, and removes all debuffs on a six-turn cooldown. Wow, that's Why? like half as good as Summer BB's second skill. <laughs> Is it hers on a longer <laughs> cooldown, though? I think it's on a five-turn cooldown. Five? I could be wrong. Hold on. Gonna double check. Oh, my God. Beeb. <laughs> bad bitch out here oh no no it's on a seven turn cooldown never mind okay that's what i thought that's yeah, what i thought okay. i was like that skill's really fucking good they balanced that shit this is no, too they good didn't. they didn't balance that shit at all are you kidding me okay okay that, that's true that's summer bb is the best servant in the game and don't let anybody suggest otherwise is that true i feel like it might kind of be true faceless moon the like faceless moon is the nuts. Kai Mustapu is <laughs> definitely the best skill in the entire game Time stop is Bar definitely. None. Time stop is definitely the best skill in the game. You're right. Like hero creation ex, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Not as good as faceless moon. You know that's fair. You pair, you pair faceless moon with any servant who can even like theoretically, NP back to back, and they just do that for four turns straight. That is true. I think I'm definitely. Looking forward to the Apocalypse Saber uh, challenge quest that we'll probably eventually have where I use Chloe, Summer BB, and Waver yeah. together. I Tamama also would probably work. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> right. um, just wait for a turn with two arts cards and then just go... Psh, 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 and, then, and then whoever is there just isn't there anymore. Good God. I will say... One character who I think is almost really sick, but is unfortunately so almost sick that she's really bad, is um, Hinako. You, Meiren, you, Miao-yi, Miao-yi, I don't remember what the concert you. Yes. Uh, almost really sick, but is definitely bad. Um, but I still love her because... That's very tragic. Her design. I don't <laughs> know. Her art's really good. <laughs> Titty out. <laughs> I don't know. Gotta get that I, vampire titty. I'm a I'm, I'm a girl with simple needs. <laughs> I like vampires. I like boobs. Hinako is both. And she has two fire swords. What more could you ask for? She's also a double buster assassin, which means that she does damage sometimes. <laughs> um, you could ask for her really noble phantasm not to remove her own buffs. Yeah... Okay, but if you get her second skill to 10, then it's it gives you that 100% buff removal resist, which means that it becomes good once. Yes. Uh, and we all saw how, like, having to use one of your skills just to not have your NP fuck you worked for Ilya. Oh, rip Ilya. That's true. I mean, that... Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. What was... Do you remember what the numbers were on that, uh, that debuff? On Ilya's? 
Yeah, because she gets attacked down on NP, right? I want to say it's either 10 or 20%. Okay. I used to know, but I haven't used her in forever because I got casters who aren't bad. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, okay, it's only 10%. See, that's not really much. It's right. annoying. But I, she is a caster, so she feels that, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I actually do like concert use design because I like NP over multiple turns. I think it's really cool when you're like 80% away and you know that you've used up all of her like cards. So you just fucking pop that two turns, you NP, and then three turns later, you get 30 back. Uh, you know, again, assuming she doesn't just rip the, her own buff off of her. <laughs> right. Uh I'm, like, trying to figure out what they could do to make her not awful, like, if they decided to keep the remove buffs thing on her NP, you could slap increased buff removal resist on her first skill, too. Uh, maybe? <laughs> make it last for more turns? Make the buff? Yeah. I think maybe if you made it three times five turns, she could be good, maybe? But, if you made the um, the anti-buff, the buff removal resistance three times? Yes, if you made it three times over yeah, five that turns. Yeah, that would probably be good. And that that would probably be fine. I don't know. I still like her. I'm still using her. I have a limit broken black rail. I know not everyone does, but she did like 200,000 damage um, when she didn't remove her own buffs, and I had Nightingale's buster buff on her. Um, Pretty good. And my Nightingale's only level 6 for that skill. So, you know, she does work. And she has Vampirism. I like Vampirism. It's a cool skill. It's not the best, but it's cool. Uh, I also realized that we're coming up on, like, 55 minutes, and I don't know how long we've been talking about Servants from uh, oh, well. Lost Bell 3. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay, let's move on and do a quick once-over of Christmas. Wait, before we go, just okay. gonna say I don't care about Shang Yu. I know he's a cool horseman with six arms, but he's yeah. just Lancelot. But <laughs> Shang Yu is well Lancelot, and that's all there is to say on the subject. He's just yeah, he's just he's just Lancelot. I don't know, which is like fine and like fun. He he's definitely better than Lancelot because he has that one turn dodge, but Oh yeah, right. But we've all got I shouldn't say we've all got a Lancelot. A lot of us probably have Lancelot. Enough of us probably have Lancelot NP2 minimum. Mine is an NP3. Do I use him ever? No. I only use him for hands. I use him to farm doors. Yeah. Like fucking whatever. He's now... Okay, actually, scratch that. Lancelot's better because he has the jet. Noble Phantasm now. <laughs> That's true. There's that no reason to use Shang Yu because you have the plain Noble Phantasm and why would you want anything else? Yeah. Like, Shang Yu's best thing he had going for him was that he looked really cool, but like he doesn't look cooler than the jet. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, there's just so much going on with him. Why is he a horseman with six arms? Uh, I don't well, know. He's like a robot, right? Why he's, is he he's a, a robot? He's a Why horse, can he he's see a horse the robot. Hmm? Why is he a robot? Why can he see the future? It's like, yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> what was I going just, through Urobuchi's mind when he created I, this fucking character? I know the one thing that I remember reading from that chapter, because I think I translated it and sent it to you, that was saying that he was a machine... That was a dragon level threat, I think. That oh, yeah. Basically, yeah. his strength was on that. par with a dragon, which is like. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. I don't know. He's cool. Because I, I think it's, it's easy to forget, but 
a like real ass dragon in the Nazi race ain't nothing to fuck with. Right, like Sieg, I don't like Sieg, but you know, turning into Fafnir is an Yanks Yanks noble phantasm, uh, and that's how good dragons are. I mean, I guess I guess that doesn't technically mean that's how good dragons are because EX doesn't actually mean they're like really fucking strong. Well, yeah, but... but like whatever, he's fine. We've killed Sigurd, or not Sigurd. We've killed um, Fafnir so many times in Grand Order by now that like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's easy to forget that he's actually a big deal. But that is very true. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, what was it? There was some quest I remember where. What was that? The final boss was like Gold Fafnir. That was um. Was that Oniland? Yeah. Yeah, Oniland. Oniland. I was like, oh my god, it's fucking Gold Fafnir. Weird, I think I remember like, seeing that. I feel like I texted you and I was like, it's Gold Fafnir. Fucking goddamn it. Yeah, the weird um like Wagnerian opera slash Golden Kamui crossover event. Yeah, pretty sick. Uh, and I's cool i don't know please stop mistreating Ilya. <laughs> please don't do that to her she's she's good she's a good character <laughs> to, why look at her final don't actually don't look at her final art this is that it hurts me too much i can't even go to her page to look at what her skills do Ilya deserves better Ilya deserves way better she's really fucking good in not prisma Ilya. <laughs> All treat other Ilya the way Emiya Gohan treats Ilya. Yes. And no other way. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And Hollow Ataraxia. Hollow Ataraxia's Ilya is, is pretty good. Okay. Um They she does this thing where she's like she like act Okay. Hollow Ataraxia Ilya is kinda iffy because she does this thing where she actively flirts with Shiro in public. Uh because she knows that it's it puts him in a really uncomfortable position. Yes, I'm fine with that. Um which is, like, it's borderline uncomfortable and funny, which I think is probably okay. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I trust her. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's about. Uh, should we talk about Christmas real quick? Yeah. So as While of recording the... this, Christmas came out yesterday. Yes, that's right. So there's not a ton of, like, information about it yet. Um, it's true. But given how little into Christmas we are... Uh, how many boxes have you done yet? <laughs> I haven't been grinding for those yet. I okay. I've got two of the the Martha CEs, but I I have not even broken one box. How many How many boxes do you have? Okay, I I only have three boxes. Okay, that's but still I do pretty have, good I for do day have two. All of the Martha CEs. You've gotten all of them already. Well, wow. yes. that's pretty good. I should get on my game. There are bones in this box. I know there are bones in this in box, the boxes, is, so... I know. I'm gonna go hard, believe me. <laughs> this is it. I just figured I was gonna wait until we get the quest that's really good for giving us the lottery currency, and then that's I'll, fair. like, go off as yep. fucking hard as I want to. But this is our chance to get in the bone zone. I know. Finally. Fucking finally. It's It's been a long-running joke between the two of us that we never have enough bones. You have enough dust because you went hard in the last lottery. Yeah. I didn't go very hard, and now I'm at, like, 13 dust or whatever. I think I'm actually at 14 now, uh, which is tragic because I really want to level Scathatch's skills. That is really horrible. I have 399 dust. You have 399? That's so many! Oh, you did like 100 bajillion boxes, didn't you? I did a lot of boxes. Oh, God. 
Yeah. So what I do know about the Christmas story, because I did skim it, but I did read it ish. Um, and I don't usually like my reading comprehension in Japanese is not very good, but it's like you know I I can read my hiragana, I can read my katakana, I can pick up enough kanji so I can get like a lucid sense of what's going on. Um, I think what's happening is. I don't know, somehow, like, you're talking about Christmas, Katz is like, yo, I'm Santa this year, fuckers, we're going to Mexico, and then you go to Mexico, but there's, like, snow on the ground, and everyone's like, why is there snow on the ground in Mexico? And then you find, like, Bradamont passed out on the sidewalk, and she's <laughs> she sees Foe, and she starts mumbling about Merlin. Uh, she seems to know Merlin somehow, oh. and then you bring up Astolfo, and she refers to him as Achan. <laughs> Uh, which is cute. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to some pyramid, uh, and on top of the, or you are met on the way to the pyramid by, uh, not Quetzalcoatl TM, who is Quetzalcoatl with the spooky mouth, uh, you know, the, the spooky, yeah, right. the spooky the, teeth. The teeth, yep. Yeah, the spooky teeth and, like, a, a dark wrestling mask. And that Quetzalcoatl introduces herself as Black Quetzal Mask. Yes. Uh, okay. And she's like, if you want... I'm pretty sure I didn't actually... I was like, this is really dumb, but I'll read it <laughs> later. I'm pretty sure what she was like was like, yo, I'm Santa. <laughs> if you Santa want Christmas wrestling back... Mask? If you <laughs> If you want Christmas back meet me in the ring and then like a wrestling <laughs> ring appears on top of the pyramid um and i think what the frame of the story is that there's like a bunch of wrestling teams that you have to fight um i'm pretty sure like your wrestling team is uh ruler quetzal quaddle and Mashu. and actually i'm not sure about that i'm pretty sure uh, it's bradamont because um oh it's bradamont it's bradamont yeah, yeah. because there's the the tag team Wrestle Quest, where you fight um, Santa, Artoria, and uh, Astolfo. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is, get, it's Bradamont is the Bradamont is the story support for that quest. Yes. Um, yeah, and so I think you basically have to fight a bunch of other teams who are maybe vying for Santahood or just showing up because <laughs> it's a Grand Order event. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and that's pretty much all I know about the Christmas story right now is that, like, you don't know who, we don't know who Black Quetzal Mask is. I don't know if it's going to be another servant or the, I don't the, or if it's just cats uh, fucking around. Like, one-eighth of a demon pillar. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got on Christmas. It seems like it's going to be fun. I, uh, I like, I like Quetzalcoatl. She's fun. I do, too. I really like the her character design and also her gameplay design yes yeah i actually have really not used her in game that much um but i know she's good well i mean you can't descend her yet because you haven't done any boxes but oh sorry i thought you were talking about rider rider kits oh no i don't have her so um yeah but her gameplay is gonna be good because she's got that targeted star weight oh that's weird. <laughs> is that for three <gasps> Wait, no, it's only one turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it also gives them uh, 
star star gen up yeah uh for three turns and i saw the three turns and i was like no don't tell me it's targeted starwing for three turns it's all over and then it, and then it wasn't it was fine Is i her used first her with still? um what's the carmilla with carmilla for the the tag team match against the riders that was a really uh, fun comp they complement each other very well that makes a lot of sense actually because carmilla i actually so i i finally leveled my carmilla i have been using her especially this event i mean you know obviously my i'm probably my judgment is a little clouded because of the uh the damage up that she gets but that's true Carmilla kind of slaps. She's pretty good. Yeah, she's really good. You get her up against Jen, the also female very, riders, very like, good. Hmm? You put her up against the female rider, she's going to wreck shit. Oh my god, and I forgot that she does uh, bonus damage against riders. Female riders. Or rather, females. Females, yeah. Female servants. Because... Yeah, because Carmilla. <laughs> oh my god. Why am I... She's just Jack, but... Like... Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just why wouldn't you use her? What a Jack has buff removal, and like the best star jet in the game. But like, whatever. Don't you have three twenty thirties? Like, I don't know. It's fine. Two twenty thirties is like having two Jack quick cards every turn, just without the damage. So it's it's worse. But I love how me. many servants in this event have the like damage and bond points up yeah there's a lot of them i, I actually was really surprised at the at... perfect time for me to give one of those rainbow flames to um penthesilia because she's an oh. event servant yes that is true had you not used your rainbow flame yet no oh i figured i was oh. probably going to use it on her but i hadn't gotten around to it yet Got and it. then i that saw that sense. she was getting like bonus bond points Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> you were like, fuck it, yeah. That makes sense. Carmella needs bones to get to level 10. Boo. She really doesn't need that many of other. Oh my god, she needs 60 bones per skill? Oh, <laughs> Carmella's canceled. Carmella's definitely canceled until after this event when I've done 150 boxes, yeah. which probably won't happen. I'm probably going to do like. 20 and be like what am i doing with my life and then give up <laughs> why wouldn't you use carmilla there's your reason right there <laughs> 60 bones per scale fair enough i mean it's not like jack is actually i don't remember how hard it is to level up jack skill i've only leveled i i'm really upset actually because my jack is going to be a bond 10 soon um and then i have to live with the like if i ever put that in my support which i probably won't then i have to deal with the like social ramifications of having a bond 10 jack and <laughs> i'm not really ready for that because you know jack she's done a lot of work for me she was one of like the she was i think the first five star assassin i got uh and so has done a tremendous amount of work for me over the years and i do appreciate her work very much but she needs pants and i stand firmly by that statement and i always keep her on her first ascension because it's the closest she can get to pants and that's kind of how i feel about jack low-key my favorite jack skill is third one um uh, that's the big heal right yeah the 2500 heal on a four oh. turn cooldown oh right it's not a big heal but it is a quick heal yeah yeah 25 on a four turn cooldown is pretty good i mean especially if you're in a fight where you're just getting slapped a lot right. but by like i don't know 
surgery like if you're taking half damage but you're getting hit enough times that's a pretty good thing does anyone have a higher rank surgery (laughs) i don't uh. like does nightingale Uh, i don't think so um nightingale's skill i think is called like nurse of steel Steel. yeah um and she's the only other character i could think of that would have a surgery skill right so i don't think so that's looking like a negatory uh where's the skills page on serenipedia you use the the dot wiki right yes it's got its ups and its downs yeah oh i definitely like the here's an up up of the dot wiki i can just click on surgery e and it brings me to the surgery skill uh and she is the only one who has it well, if you're looking for a servant who's a surgeon, you're out of luck. Cause... So, like, how good is surgery rank not E? Oh, God. Yo, <laughs> surgery A? <laughs> that skill is probably really good. 5,000 like heal on a 5 like heal on a 5-turn cooldown targeted. <laughs> I, I, I'd fuck with that. That's a great skill. Also, I did just realize we're coming up on, like, an hour and ten minutes. Uh... So kind of long um, for our first episode, but I guess it's only fair that we go over. So let's let's move on to the uh, the final thing on our agenda then. Oh yeah, which is where I forgot we had a final <laughs> thing on our agenda. I was gonna say I was like I'm ready to close, but uh... I think we could go oh, another oh, twenty minutes. Oh, or so, no, I'm not. This, this no, I'm not because I just looked at our notes and I remembered right. what the final thing on our uh, agenda so is. So this is a thing we're probably gonna do every episode. Um, yes, we're definitely just, doing it every episode just to like flex on how much we know about the series. Um, but also because if we don't know something then it'll be really funny yes um but i'm going to i'm on the type moon wiki i'm going to hit the random page button and then we're going to talk about whatever comes up (laughs) all right are you ready yeah all right just tell me what you've got and i'll i'll search it afterwards okay what we have is (laughs) good god oh this is a good one Sigma. Oh, Sigma. Oh, Sigma. It's it's Kirito from Sword Art Online. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so for those who don't know, um, we are about to do some big Fate Strange fake spoilers because yes. Sigma is a character from that series of light novels, um, which if you're not reading, you absolutely should because it's the best material in the fate series i am yes ben and i did a book club together where we read all of the currently translated strange fake it was actually like we kind of thought i feel like i remember going into it being like this is gonna be okay and we're gonna kind of like goof off right and then it turned out to be really really good and it's still in the early game of uh this holy grail lore uh there are four volumes out uh right four (laughs) no one's died yet (laughs) yeah (laughs) nobody has died yet um but all of the characters are super good. The plot yes. is absolutely crazy and just starting to ramp up. Um, yes. The servants are nutty. Absolutely They're also bonkers. overpowered. Uh, so if it keeps up the pace that it's going at and the quality that it's been running at, I am very, very confident in saying that this will be the best fate anything by the time it's done. Yes. I think my my addition to that is that I I agree but it also is the best fate anything for people who have read a lot of fate stuff. That's true. Uh, because it it benefits it's it's definitely the one thing in the fate universe that uh 
really knows its stuff the most. It it references so much old material. It references pre-fate stuff. Um, it it really covers its ground with pretty much like everything in the fate system, while also like adding on to it. Um, like if they with the addition of like a classes. If they mention a name of, like, some throwaway character, if someone just, like, mentions, oh, like, I was in a class at the clock tower with some people named X, Y, and Z. Like, all three of them are, like, the relatives of characters from, like, of, like, more major characters. Yes. From other things. Yes. Like, the... the oh, God. It's, like, all the people who get tied up uh, by Flat and Jack in the, like, motel yeah. are all the random mages who apocrypha jack killed uh right when she was out doing her murder spree thing i think that's right, right. yes yeah like one of the ma- one of the masters in it is uh the the daughter or just relative of the dead apostle who was filled with bees in the flashback from fate zero Oh, yo, what's her name? Haruri. Haruri Borzak. Haruri. Haruri Borzak. Yeah. Yeah. And Odd Borzak was the bee guy who was on the plane where Dentalia died. Yes. Also, zero spoilers. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, zero's pretty old now, so that's, that's fine. Yeah, we can we can spoil zero all we want. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, yeah, that's fucking... Strange Fake is hype but, as fuck. Yeah, that's the point. Uh, if, we're, if you're not reading Strange Fake, then absolutely do so. Uh, yes. It's also being written by, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but the guy who wrote Bacchino and Durarara, well known for being excellent series. Does it start with Yogo Narita. Narita, hey, there you go. I was like, I'm seeing a Y, an R, Y. Yeah. Narita, who wrote Bacchino and Durarara. Also series near and dear to my own heart. Sigma. Sigma, yes. Okay, we went off on our strange fake tangent, which was bound to happen if we hit a strange fake character. But yes, Sigma. Um, I don't know, I guess... Let let me start off, I'll just read, like, the one paragraph blurb they have at the top. Uh, yeah, do you wanna... Yeah, 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 yeah. do that. I think his his backstory, I don't don't like, but it's it's lore. Oh, you don't? Okay. We'll we'll get to that I don't know. Read the thing and then we can talk about it. Sigma is the, quote, true master of watcher. In the oh, fa- you're reading that one. Yeah. In the false Holy Grail War of Fate Strange Fake, despite having summoned Watcher, the shadows of Watcher claim that it is not meant to be a participant in the Holy Grail War, but rather a guide for Sigma himself to become the true Lancer, servant of the true Lancer, servant of the war, quote, while living. Yes. And that Lancer uh, while living is uh, a significant thing that we have no idea what it's supposed to mean, but sounds really sick. Yes, my thought is that like like Lancer while living means like he's not a servant because he doesn't have to die to be summoned, you know? Because like servants aren't really alive; they're like right. just like xeroxed copies of a page from the Throne of Heroes. Right. Uh, and if you like tear it up, then that has no bearing on like the original book. Um. So I guess my guess is that it has something to do with him becoming sort of like pseudo servanty or maybe like pulling some hard bullshit uh that somehow lands him in the throne of heroes uh oh could you imagine if they pulled like the hinako or like the um someone else has done this like becoming a pseudo servant of yourself oh jeez. yeah i well 
I don't know if they do that because that's like too close to the um, the Francesca thing that's already happening in Strange Fake. Also true, but you should read Strange Fake to find out what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, if you if you haven't read Strange Fake and you're still here, then like this is my last urging for you to go away and read Strange Fake. Yes, because definitely, definitely. Like, I kind of feel like for a lot of the Fate series, like spoilers are kind of fake. Uh, yeah, well, because a lot of it is just like it's the Holy Grail where literally right, like, nine out of ten characters will die, <laughs> and, except for the one who you know will be alive. And the servants' identities are like a secret, but not actually important most of the time. Um, yeah. yeah, like Archer's identity is a spoiler. Um, I guess like Kotomine Shiro's real identity is a spoiler. And aside from yes. that, those are, like, the only actual significant, like, identity reveals in the entire series. Um, Archer? Fate's Day Night Archer? Did I not just say that? I don't think you did. No. I thought, did you? I, I zoned out for a second. I thought I said Archer and Kotomi but... Oh, I thought you said Archer is in... I thought You said Archer, but for some reason I thought you were talking about Strange Fake Archer, who is, oh, like, no. semi-spoiler, but, like, not really. But, like, they tell you almost immediately yeah <laughs> yeah but the the plot of strange fake above and beyond just like what's happening in the war is really really cool and yes. you probably don't want to spoil it for you so this is your last warning yes uh, anyway um so sigma so what what is it you don't like about sigma's backstory i guess i i i don't know i understand that i just don't love like his backstory which actually i remember when we read strange fake is not i is she explicitly named is maya explicitly named in strange fake yes i thought it was only like strongly alluded to that it was maya i'm pretty sure she's explicitly named okay um basically just that like he is like the child of maya and some soldier who like content warning (laughs) raped her uh just like i don't know it's just like it just feels a little like meh. also just because like maya is just a character who just existed for like kiritsugu's like man pain suffering yeah maya is um, not a good character right but like the thing is like her whole shtick in zero was that like Kir- like like she and kiritsugu had this like long relationship or whatever but like kiritsugu's just like macking with her or like fucking her behind his wife's back because he was sad about his wife eventually dying um and then she dies and that makes him more sad which just like propels his sadness plot um i guess she's just like mostly a character who has been used for like sexual slash like bad bad relationship feelings uh and i guess just like her then her legacy now is like sigma this like kirito ass motherfucker is her like child out of like sexual assault which it just feels bad for me i mean like i i don't i don't i don't love it um to have the maya reference is a cool thing um and i guess it's true that you couldn't really have maya be anyone's mom unless this was the circumstance behind it um Mm -hmm. but i don't know just feels kind of bad um and to be fair sigma hasn't has he done really cool stuff yet um not really no 
I feel like he's probably gonna be really he's been really funny um I feel like it's mostly like all eyes on Watcher rather than Sigma right uh, but I um, think like I think the fact that he's funny is what makes Sigma a good character because his backstory yes. is like super edgy grimdark uh and then he's being turned into like the Mary Sue character of Strange Fake where he's he's just like <laughs> Oh, some boy with no emotions who's going to become Lancer while living. But mm. so it would be really easy for him to just be like a Kirdo ass motherfucker and be really fucking boring. Right. Except for the fact that he's hilarious. And, yeah. and not even yeah. intentionally, like he doesn't make jokes, but he's got like these humanizing qualities that come through in really like charming ways. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. his his love for like classic silent comedies yeah uh, which leads to the best running gag in the entire series which is lancer charlie chaplin yes which i feel like we shouldn't say any more than that because you should go see how that moment comes into being <laughs> um but yeah that's definitely like it's weird because like beside that part of him he's like not a very likable character but the fact that he has that moment and that he he is like part of a, a pretty funny running gag um like makes him good uh and also i guess it's it's weird because like narratively there's a lot of focus on him because he's like watcher's master and we really don't know what the deal with watcher is watcher is yeah, the servant that replaces one of the lancers in the false holy grail warrior and, and watcher is like watcher claims to not be a servant right Question and mark. seems to be but. kind of i don't it it seems like he's kind of like a collection of phantoms is what I'm assuming. Yeah, like he he appears in like various forms that are just like called by nicknames. Like one of them is just referred to as the captain. The captain. One of them is right. like the boy with wings, um, which are like kind of like you can pick up on the implications to say like the captain is probably like a phantom spirit of... Uh, Captain, Captain Ahab. Ahab from Moby Dick. Yeah. The boy with wings, and the boy is, with like, wings probably is probably Icarus. Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. But like those two spirits being like coalesced together into one thing, plus like a few others who are also mentioned, don't really make sense to be like oh, a composite I? spirit of its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what Watcher is probably or definitely is unknown. Um, yes, definitely. Although I I would disagree that like the funniness is the only thing that makes Sigma a good character. I yeah. really love just like one of my favorite conversational scenes in Strange Fake so far is the one that he has with uh False Assassin. Um Oh, oh, I forgot. Okay, you're right. No, no, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I forgot about that one. The one where she is like <laughs> what god do you believe in and he's like, "Uh, you know, I don't I'm, know. I'm not really into God. Like, I've, I've never learned much about him. I don't really have much use for him. And it's a great scene because it's a super humanizing. It's not only, like, good development for Sigma, but also, like, the first humanizing development moment we've had for False Assassin. But they right, have this, because she's this just basically really... been like, uh, kill mages, vampire, bad. Yeah. Uh. Uh, but they have this, this really sweet conversation where... Um, she's like oh well well, i guess if like you've never learned about religion then like i can't really fault you for not believing but like it's pretty sad that you don't think you have like any use for god in your life and like you should think about god you should like you should consider like making this a part of what you care about 
Right, and she's like weirdly, because she has that skill, zealot, which definitely, you can tell that her religious beliefs are definitely like really intense. Yes. Uh, and like, probably not okay, but the way well, that... Well, her whole thing is that like, her religious beliefs were too intense for the Hassans, which is a religious cult. Uh, right. Like, but I think the way that they handle, the way that Narita handled that interaction was like, really sweet but also still in character like it still was a weird sort of like if you it's still like sort of an uncomfy religious moment but it also yeah. is because like she weirdly is still sweet. like you should believe in god and that will solve all of your problems that's all that matters right exactly like she still right. is saying that but she is also like oh like you don't know that much about god that's cool but like god is really great you should consider god <laughs> it's good for you <laughs> right. like come talk to me when you've thought a little more about god stuff I'll be here. And then, like, leaves. And Sigma's like, wow, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I... Okay, that's fair. Sigma, he definitely looks like a Kirito-ass motherfucker, but he he's getting there. He's getting there. And he's good. But uh, I think that's kind of it for, for him, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's not really... He's not even introduced until, like, volume three or four. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That is true. So he ha- we haven't gotten to see him do much yet, but I'm really excited right. to see what the whole deal with Lancer well living is. Me too. And I know that he's a spellcaster, one of those like freelance types, which means that when he actually does magic stuff, magecraft stuff, it's probably going to be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it says here, a spellcaster excelling in the use of familiars. Uh, that's all it says about the kind of magecraft he uses, but excelling in the use of familiars. That's interesting. Right. I'm excited to see his first combat moment. Uh, do you remember, was he, like, heading towards the big fight that's being set up at the hospital at the end of Volume 4? I thought so. I thought he was with the crew, that's why he was in the house. Yeah, no, he's with the, like, Team what Saber, and also... Yeah, Team... Team Saber, Team Enkidu, and False Assassin. And Assassin, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Team Enkidu's there. Ah. Uh beautiful mud child <laughs> uh read strange fake just read strange fake people who are who are listening shout outs to um fake grand shit post who takes every opportunity at fake grand shit post which is a twitter um for constantly like yelling at their followers to read strange fake <laughs> like good. whenever they can good good this is also a thing i've become known for in the uh the our anime podcast discord is <laughs> oh is it really <laughs> to read strange fake at every opportunity that's really funny and makes 100 percent sense to me i've gotten one person to do it so far shout outs to hey. nix my boy hey he's nice. a good egg yeah that's good that's good i know i think i got i think yuri started reading it um but i think that I think the, like, Francesca stuff kind of made him uncomfy, and then he put it down. Uh, uh, which that's, is, un- that's understandable. Which is entirely understandable. Francesca and... is definitely a very uncomfy character. Uh, yes. Francesca's really uncomfortable. I'm I'm definitely in... I'm definitely in it for, like, trying to figure out what Francesca's whole deal is, but definitely a really uncomfortable character. And, like, if you're trying to get into Strange Fake, if you get, like, squicked out by her, I 0% blame you because she's kind of awful. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the description we'll of like, make a very the big villain. mouth on her stomach that, <laughs> that turned that turned my stomach. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
Oh, Although God, she is yeah. also another hilarious character. She is also another or hilarious scene character. with uh, a true caster. True, true caster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That scene's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's great. Go, go read, go read Strange Fake. Just do it. Just do it. It's got awesome action. It's really fucking funny. It knows its shit about the Nazi-verse and like references other old Fate and Type Moon stuff. Every other line. Uh, yes. The, the line I've been using to sell people on it is that the very first fight... This is a very minor spoiler, but just heads up anyway. The very sure. first fight of Fate Strange Fake is two full blast and Numa Elishes being unleashed at each other, and then it only gets more badass from there. You know, that's that's pretty true. And it's kind of hard to get to go harder uh, than that <laughs> right. in the Fate universe. Because anime Elish is like the the the, the go the hardest, hardest. Yeah. noble phantasm possible, pretty much. Yeah, that's a good sell. Yeah, I, all I could really say is like fucking go read it because it's really good. And it's yeah. not hard to find. It's also not hard to find. There's a Tumblr post for it um, that just has. I PDFs could probably even link it somewhere. Probably. <laughs> probably. Also, I've very recently, um, Narita announced that his medical issues he's been having the past couple years are done and he's back to work on strange fake uh full time hell yeah so hopefully we'll be poor getting guy, more of it soon yeah poor guy i hope he is actually doing better yes uh, of course but i'm also very excited for more strange fake content like decidedly very excited okay weird. we definitely just spent like half an hour talking about strange fake which is cool um but yeah perfect. should we wrap we'll up end it like an hour and a half exactly that's not too bad yeah awesome um so if you've made it this far uh thanks for tuning in to yeah our first episode which yeah <laughs> pretty wild um we'll once probably again, be doing one of these like what do you think every two weeks probably um i feel like definitely if there's a major fate slash type moon thing that gets announced we'll probably do it do yeah. one regardless um but definitely i'd say every couple weeks um well there is there is that hinting of at the uh the fate new year's event a new uh fate anime project oh i forgot about that oh case files case files case files case files, files. <laughs> case files. <laughs> go read the case files manga it's pretty good so although that all the translations we'll that are out episode, that i've been able to find are really screaming bad. about that so huh if so if that happens we'll make another episode screaming about that yeah, definitely, definitely. That'll that'll eight hundred bajillion percent. And, uh, also, we're gonna make a New Year's episode anyway because there's gonna be Muramasa. No, just kidding. Um, oh, if there's Muramasa, my heart. <laughs> yeah, you know that seven hundred quarts is going down the drain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, the fifteenth anniversary of Fate Stay Night coming out is coming up. Um, oh yeah, the thirtieth, January thirtieth. January. So we'll definitely uh, have an episode about that too. Yes, those are definitely hard dates for things i guess the next couple of weeks i don't know if we're gonna get one well because you're you're gonna be busy for the holidays and right. i might be away as well um but we could probably like i feel like we could maybe put out a quick one like wait when did you when when did you say you're going away i'm going to be away uh from the 15th to the 18th oh okay all right i was yeah. gonna say we could maybe put out like a quick one when you get back that's just like a christmas update um, yeah so we'll see stay tuned yeah. for more content i hope people enjoyed this yeah uh and we're you really can just like us. throwing podcasts at the wall to see what sticks basically yeah uh this is like very loosey-goosey we're planning on keeping the format like pretty loose like this um 
but yeah, we're 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 noodling stuff out. I've never done this before. Ben definitely knows a bit more than I do. Um, my girlfriend knows a lot about sound editing things, uh, and is also trying to make a podcast of her own uh, that doesn't exist yet, so I can't plug it unfortunately. But shout to Julia, whom I love very much. Um, and yeah, uh, you can follow the Twitter. That's what I was gonna say. Um, which as of making this, I just, I literally made minutes before we started recording. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't really exist yet, but by the time we upload this, it will exist. It is at the magic circuit, um, which thankfully worked, uh, as a username. So yeah, stay tuned there for more information. I, again, have no idea where this is going to be posted. Um, if it's on Apple podcasts, leave us a review. <laughs> If it's on YouTube, something, something. Don't leave us shitty comments. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't really know how doing podcasts work yet. All right, so we're gonna figure let, it out. We're gonna cut this off here. Well, yeah, let, let's cut it here. Okay, bye. Bye. See you next time. Bye.